The scripture for today is James 1, verses 19 through 27. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word, and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word, but does not do what it says, is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror, and after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves, and their religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress, and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning. Good morning. Um, this is, of course, Mother's Day, and I know uh, I've been told to uh, tell my wife uh, for uh, uh, Happy Mother's Day, I, and uh, and it's also this month, May, is uh, is uh, uh, Foster Care Awareness Month, and we're going to be doing something a little bit different this morning. Uh, Shannon Murphy will join me in, in a moment. But one of the things as we as we go through this, uh, you know, I was thinking about uh, this line in James toward the end that talks about uh, what pure religion is. And and the thing about James is, you, if you read the entire la- letter, it's very practical. It's like if you believe in Jesus, and another way to put it is, if you believe in my Lord Jesus, my brother, <laughs> uh, and. Uh, because uh, James is the brother of, of Jesus. But anyway, he's saying, if you believe in Jesus as your Lord, uh, then your character is going to be shaped by that, and so your belief will lead to uh, specific actions. And, and he gives, uh, as an example, pure faith or pure religion is this, you know, to take care of widows and orphans, and also to, to uh, have, uh, live a life that is clean and unpolluted. Now, as I was looking at that, that word uh, orphan, you know, widows and orphan, I, I just was kind of curious how often it appears in, in Scripture, at least in the uh, New International Version. And so I, I, uh, I went through a word search and, and was surprised to find out that uh, that particular word doesn't show up a lot uh, in, in the Scriptures. Uh, but there is a word that is used in, in its place, and it's the fatherless. And, and the other thing that I discovered is in the, in the beginning of the scriptures, in that part that uh, is known as the law, uh, and it would be the first five books of the Bible, uh, or the Torah, uh, that that word is one of three words that, uh, that come together. There is the foreigner, the fatherless, and the widow. And what they have in common is this, that they are people without power, without privilege, and without protection, just in the natural 
course of life within a uh, society uh, before Jesus was born, back in B.C. times, and in the first century. So uh, the thing that they have in common is not only are, are they powerless and unprotected uh, in the natural order of things, uh, but uh, they also have God's attention uh, uh, specifically and especially. Those are the ones that God is kind of watching how a society treats the foreigner, the fatherless, and the widow. Uh, today, we're going to be talking specifically about the fatherless or uh, what we would call social orphans. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that mom and dad are gone, but for whatever reason, uh, th- that mom and dad are absent in a child's life. And, and so we're going to be looking at that uh, not in the big scope of the, uh, of the whole world. We're going to be looking at it as what is happening in our own backyard, in our own community, in our own county. And before uh, Shannon joins me, we are together going to watch this video uh, about more than enough. should be. I like that. I have a vision that one day there will be more than enough for kids and families before, during, and beyond foster care. More More than than enough. enough. Foster families and kinship families for every child. More More than than enough. enough. Adopted families for every child who needs one. More More than than enough. Help for biological families trying to stay together or get back together. Yes, más que suficiente apoyo para todas las familias que cuidan a los niños. I can't take on foster care across the whole country or even my whole state. But I can help provide more than enough in my own county. And in my county. And in my county. How are we gonna do that? What if just 10% of churches in my county were actively engaged in foster care? and 10% of churches in my county. Every county. Well, see, that's more than enough. More than enough for kids like me. And kids like me. And families like us. And like us. I believe it's possible. I'll do my part. And we'll do it together. More More than than enough. You know, and uh, 
from a faith position, more than enough is, uh, is where uh, we should be thinking because of how great and glorious our God is and the uh, resources that God has given to us individually and corporately as a church. But uh, that phrase, more than enough, uh, that's the way it is, right, right now. That we have more than enough. Uh, yeah. No, actually, we know that, that uh, that's the vision, that's the hope and uh, desire. But what's the reality? So first of all, thank you for allowing me this opportunity to speak with my church family. We have several members in the Agape Ranch team speaking to churches throughout the month of May. And of course, I wanted to speak at my church. Um, May, like you said, May is Foster Care Awareness Month, and this is a time to let our church families know here in the Coastal Bend what is the reality of the foster care system um, here, like you said, in our backyard. So the, the problem right now is more than 60% of children in the Coastal Bend that are removed um, from families you know, due to abuse or neglect, they're being placed outside of our area due to a lack of foster homes, which means we have a lot of siblings that are unfortunately getting separated. Um, so what happens is if we don't have a foster family available in Corpus Christi or in Port Aransas or in Alice, wherever, you know, wherever the case may be, um, they are being sent to Houston, San Antonio, and the Valley, where they may have a foster home available for them. So this, this is already heartbreaking because if you can imagine you're a five-year-old and something has happened in your home that is no fault of your own that is causing you to leave the home that you know, the parents that you know, and your brother or sister or both. Um, so not only is it disruptive to you as a child because you're leaving your home, but it's even more heartbreaking because now you can't be with little brother or big sister. Well, and on top of that, you're talking about moving it to a, a new community and, and uh, a new family. All, everything is different. And, and as far as numbers, kind of what approximately how many kids are we talking about? So we, I have 2020 numbers. Um, last year, 477 vulnerable children were removed from, from their homes and um, about 170 kids were available for adoption. So in, in, you know, putting that in numbers, we're talking about out of that group, almost 500, about 300 of them are moved out of the area. Of our coastal bend area, Yeah, exactly. Okay. Mm -hmm. So um, with that in mind, you know, if I wanted to get involved, uh, and, uh, you know, we talked about this, uh, that uh, in anything, there's kind of a beginning, there's an end, and if, if we were talking about PhD level, that's a, I'm all in, and I'm ready to take on a family of uh, five siblings, uh, that, but... You would I, be a saint. Yeah, yes, so, well, <laughs> I can guarantee you sainthood is not in my uh, future, yeah, but... Uh, but, you know, rather than jumping in wholehearted and taking on a large uh, group of kids, how could I start at, say, high school level? Yeah, absolutely. So let me, let me back up because I'm assuming that everybody here knows what Agape Ranch is and what Agape Ranch does. Um, Agape Ranch is a nonprofit here in the Coastal Bend, and it actually started about six years ago by a foster family that realized that there was not enough support for themselves and for other foster families that they had met during, you know, during their process of being a foster parent. So the first thing that um, was started was coming up with a way to train more people 
to be respite care providers. So I'll go into that. But I just want to let you know, it started with let's support foster families so they can stay foster families. The foster family, uh, foster parents have a very high turnover rate in the United States. About 30 to 50 percent uh, will leave the foster care system because it's, it's pretty challenging and it's very stressful for families. So the idea was I want to create a foster, uh, you know, a, a nonprofit to support foster families so that they stay and remain in the foster care system. So going back to your question of how, how, can, I, how can I help at this level and we'll work our way up to how I can help, you know, foster five children like, like Tom has offered to do. <laughs> so um, first and foremost, the one thing that's probably the easiest for most people is to make a monetary donation. The video that you saw, More Than Enough, was created by the Christian Alliance for Orphans, and uh, Agape Ranch was actually awarded a $10,000 matching grant challenge. And what that means is any donation that Agape Ranch receives in the month of May will be doubled. So we are very confident that we're going to get to $10,000. They will match up to $10,000. So there's your, you know, let me give the least commitment of my time, but I can give money. Um, go, moving on from there, you can volunteer. Agape Ranch offers many programs throughout the, years to, uh, throughout the year to support foster families, anywhere from a foster parent night out to uh, respite care training. We had a barbecue fundraiser about three weeks ago. Um, we have a bed build coming up on May 15th. If you're someone with woodworking skills, not, not me, I don't have those, but if you have woodworking skills, um, twin size beds, we're building twin size beds. They're one of the most requested items in the care portal, which I'll go into in a little bit. Um, so if that's something that you think you can do, that's coming up on May 15th. Um, next up, we can join the care portal as a church. We have many churches in the Coastal Bend area that have joined care portal. And what care portal is, it's a nationwide database of needs. And what that means is uh, child placing agencies and Department of P Protective Services have this, care this database where if they know a family is lacking something, they put it into the database and a church that's part of the Care Portal Network will answer that need. And most of the time what that's doing is it's keeping a child with their family. So um, for example, we had, uh, I, I know so many random stories because of what I hear through our staff meetings, but um, we had a situation where some kids were being removed from a home, but grandpa wanted to take care of the kids. That is the goal, keeping those kids with a family member. But there was a baby and grandpa did not have a car seat. The uh, child placing agency put the need into care portal and a church answered that need, provided the car seat. Once the child placing agency um, or Department of Protective Services saw that grandpa had the car seat, they were able to bring the baby to grandpa. So that is just one of the many random items that, that people ask for, the beds, the microwave, sometimes it's a refrigerator, um, just that's how the care portal works. But so it's basically whatever is needed to keep someone in a home or with a relative, mm -hmm. a simple thing that we can respond to and make a difference, a little thing that a can make thing. a big difference. A big difference, because like I said, 
trying to keep the child in a safe, you know, if they're in a safe environment, keeping them with their family is the most important thing versus putting them in the foster care system. So, uh, you know, we're still at the, at the uh, kind of volunteer level. There, uh, with that, there's no uh, minimum requirement, minimum uh, preparation as far as you've got to go through these steps to do that. You just show up. Right. So if you're a part of the CarePoral network, uh, each church has a point person. They receive an email when there's a need, and that point person will, will tag it and, and commit to fulfilling that need. Um, as a church, I know Methodists, we like to cook, and we like to share food with each other. So Agape Ranch started um, Agape Acts, and what this is, is uh, foster families have some hard weeks sometimes, uh, especially if they're placed with a child that has a lot of medical needs. Um, there's a lot of doctor appointments once a child is placed into your home because they're trying to assess where that child is at. So making a meal for a foster family, running errands. Um, they don't have time to mow their yard. Little things like that that we can do um, to, to support a foster family while they're, you know, while they're caring for a, ch a vulnerable child. Well, and I would say, when, when you said that, I go, uh, I know Asbury's good at, at feeding folks. Um, you know, uh, we respond to, to those in need, and, and one of the ways we do that is through, uh, through making a meal um, and, uh, and I know a lot of you have experienced that. I know recently because of my father's passing, I experienced it. Uh, and so we're talking about something. In fact, we've talked about two things that immediately I think of specific folks in our congregation. One is building. Uh, we've got builders here. And, uh, and feeding, and we've got people who are great at making sure that those things happen. So, um, you know, we're, we're still kind of on the, on the fringe, and let's go a little bit deeper, and what's something that will require uh, some steps taken? A little more of your time, exactly. Yeah. Time and love. <laughs> um, so foster parents, if they want to go on a date night, if they need to go out of town, you cannot have just anybody watch the foster child. It has to be a respite care provider. So Agape Ranch facilitates respite care provider training. And we actually have one coming up in August. And that is a huge blessing for foster families. So, you know, just providing them a break, two to three hour date night. Um, we have a story where a foster, a foster mom lost um, her mother and the funeral was out of state. You cannot take the child out of state with you. So she had to have a respite care provider um, watch the child for four days so she could go. And in those situations, it's, um, you know, it's always easiest if you're watching the child at the foster parent's home because then they're familiar with that setting and they're already comfortable in that setting. But you can also watch them in your home. You just have to have your child, uh, I'm sorry, your home be uh, licensed. You know, they have to go through an inspection just like a foster parent home does. Yeah, and, and what we're talking about is if any of us, you know, if you've had toddlers, you know, in your home, mm -hmm. uh, you know, whether as a parent or a grandparent, it's, it's making sure the outlets are covered, that mm -hmm. the, you can't easily open doors, that, you know, exactly. the things that we, we have experienced as, uh, as parents and grandparents. Right, so it's, and the other thing is when you, if you sign up to be a, res a respite care provider, you are not committing yourself to anything. 
If you're available for that day, you can say yes or no. If you're available for those three days in the situation of the funeral, you can say yes or no. We do have some in the Coastal Bend area. They kind of drop in and out based on whatever needs or you know things that they have going on in their lives. But just first and foremost, providing a break for foster parents is a bit, it makes a big difference in that burnout rate. Yeah. So, um, you know, the, then, then we move into this really is, you know, you're, you're all in, on, in, in the process. And, and is there any way to, to discover what it's like to be a foster care uh, parent? Yes, absolutely. If, if God's calling on you to fill that role as a foster parent, we have some informational meetings coming up. But what I would encourage you to do is on May 25th, we are actually having a panel discussion. Um, Agape Ranch is providing a panel discussion. Rock City Church in Flower Bluff is hosting it for us. And we're going to have a member, different, different people that are in the foster care world be on the panel and provide a lot of information. Um, it's going to, I attended one of these a couple years ago, and it was, it was amazing to see what people are doing at different levels in our community already. Uh, we're going to have a foster parent on the panel, a respite care provider, a volunteer, a pastor, a care portal church, uh, representative. Um, it's just, if you, if you just are going to leave so inspired, like you, you're not going to, you're going to be like, wow, this is happening already here. I want to be a part of that. So attending the panel discussion, I think is a really great informational way to come and see where you might fit into this. Because like the video is saying, we as a church, we need to step in. We can't let just some, we can't wait for someone else to do something, right? So um, again, it's a, a May 25th at 7 o'clock, and um, I can say this now because we just secured our moderator. It's Clarissa Serna from the Coastal Living uh, TV show, local show, so she's going to be our moderator, and we're hoping that that will bring in some more people because people like to go see celebrities, local <laughs> celebrities. But other than that, we have some dates on the, on the screen. Um, we have a parent night out coming in June. Uh, you do not have to be a certified respite care provider to come to Parent Night Out. We're going to have respite care providers there. We just need extra people to come and play with the kids in color. So that's coming up in June. Uh, we have respite care training in August. And if you ever, you know, ever want, you have a question like, oh, I wonder this, you can always email me, shannon at agaperanch.org, and I'll put you in touch with the right person in, in our Agape Ranch family. Yeah, and... Uh so at this point, I want, this is not my last question, but it's my next to last question, unless I think of another one. But is there something that you would like to cover that we haven't covered? Um, I wanted to make sure there's, so Foster Care Awareness Month, we've been sharing a fact a day on Agape Ranch's um, social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram. But one of, a few of the things, there's a lot of misconceptions about being a foster parent. Number one, you don't have to be married. You can be single and be a foster parent. Number two, you can still work full time and be a foster parent. And number three, did you know that you just have to be 21 years old? And um, to me, it's very rare to, to know a 21-year-old that's ready to be a foster parent, but I had told uh, Tom this story last week because when we met on Wednesday, I was gonna go deliver a gift to one of our Agape Ranch team members who had just turned 21 
And she's been waiting for that day because she wants to be a foster parent. So I don't know about you, I know what I was looking forward to when I was 21 on my birthday, and it was not to be a foster parent. So um, it's, I think if we just think of what, where, where's my comfort level right now, and just know um, with, with Jessica, the 21-year-old, she actually started as a volunteer. Then she became a respite care provider because you, can, you, ha you just have to be 18 to do that. And now she's moved up to wanting to be a foster parent. So sometimes you start down here and you're, you're so filled with love and the desire to want to do more that you will gradually move up on your own at your own level. No, yeah. one, no one is going to be pushing you to do more than, than what you're comfortable with. So, so you actually already answered uh, that the question which was the 20 you know what birthday were you excited about celebrating you already said about jessica but one of the things you didn't say is uh what are you know what is one of the big things the big hurdle for her and then she at 21 is having to process yes so as a 21 year old you can imagine she's living in an apartment with a roommate she has to provide a separate bedroom for the foster kids so she's trying to figure out, okay, I need to move or my roommate needs to move out. Um, so that's, that's her biggest challenge right now is her living situation and providing an extra room for the foster kid. Yeah, and, I, and, I, and on that, along that line, I would say one of the things, what we're talking about is there is a need and, uh, and it's not an easy need to, to fulfill. It does, uh, you know, uh, ask of us uh, to in some way be sacrificial, uh, sacrifice time, money, um, effort, and, uh, and, and knowing going into it that this is a, this is a challenge. It's, that's why uh, even providing respite care for, uh, you know, for foster parents is a huge gift because of the challenge of taking care of, of, uh, of children who come from a, a fractured or broken uh, home. Yeah, so absolutely. with with that, I, I just want to, and, and, uh, first of all, thank you, Shannon, for giving us on Mother's Day this Mother's Day gift. Yes. And, 